welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all your sisters and brothers in spirit, and that is what it is for many of us, but for others of us, that may not be so, but let us not stress over it, instead, let us continue to grow into it by renewing our minds from those old negative conditionings and opening our hearts to all God's creation, one step at a time. And this is something that we all have to continuously work on till the day we die. Just remember though, we are not without the power, strength, or help to do so. For the spirit of the living God is within us all, our mighty I Am Presence, Jesus the Christ and all the ascended masters, the angelic host, and all the great cosmic beings are only a call away whenever we need divine guidance and reassurance. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and light, and y'all be loved. In the past God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways, but in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So, he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have become your father? Or again, I will be his father, and he will be my son? And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. In speaking of the angels, he says, He makes his angels spirits, and his servants flames of fire. But about the son he says, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever, a scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness, therefore God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. He also says, In the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain, they will all wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe, like a garment they will be changed. But you remain the same, and your years will never end. To which of the angels did God ever say, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. For since the message spoken through angels was binding, and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, How shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? This salvation, 
which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it by signs, wonders and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. It is not to angels that he has subjected the world to come, about which we are speaking. But there is a place where someone has testified, What is mankind that you are mindful of them, a son of man that you care for him? You made them a little lower than the angels, you crowned them with glory and honor and put everything under their feet. In putting everything under them, God left nothing that is not subject to them. Yet at present we do not see everything subject to them. But we do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. In bringing many sons and daughters to glory, it was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through what he suffered. Both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters, in the assembly I will sing your praises. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, he says, here am I, and the children God has given me. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. For this reason, he had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Hebrews 1 and 2 Isis Unveiled, Volume 2, Chapter 2 If Demeter was considered the intellectual soul, or rather the astral soul, half emanation from the spirit and half tainted with matter through a succession of spiritual evolutions, we may readily understand what is meant by the matron Bobo, the enchantress, who before she succeeds in reconciling the soul, Demeter, to its new position, finds herself obliged to assume the sexual forms of an infant. Bobo is matter, the physical body, and the intellectual, as yet pure astral soul can be ensnared into its new terrestrial person but by the display of innocent babyhood. Until then, doomed to her fate, Demeter, or Magna Mater, the soul, wonders and hesitates and suffers, but once having partaken of the magic potion prepared by Bobo, she forgets her sorrows, for a certain time, she parts with that consciousness of higher intellect that she was possessed of before entering the body of a child. Thenceforth she must seek to rejoin it again, and when the age of reason arrives for the child, the struggle, forgotten for a few years of infancy, begins again. The astral soul is placed between matter, body, and the highest intellect, its immortal spirit or new. Which of those two will conquer? The result of the battle of life lies between the triad. It is a question of a few years of physical enjoyment on earth and, if it has begotten abuse, of the dissolution of the earthly body being followed by death of the astral body, which thus is prevented from being united with the highest spirit of the triad, which alone confers on us individual immortality, or, on the other hand, of becoming immortal misty, initiated before death of the body into the divine truths of the afterlife. Demigods below, and gods above. 
Such was the chief object of the mysteries represented as diabolical by theology, and ridiculed by modern symbologists. H.P. Blavatsky To disbelieve that there exist in man certain arcane powers, which, by psychological study he can develop in himself to the highest degree, become a hierophant and then impart to others under the same conditions of earthly discipline, is to cast an imputation of falsehood and lunacy upon a number of the best, purest, and most learned men of antiquity and of the Middle Ages. What the hierophant was allowed to see at the last hour is hardly hinted at by them. And yet Pythagoras, Plato, Plotinus, Iamblichus, Proclus and many others knew and affirmed their reality. Whether in the inner temple, or through the study of theurgy carried on privately, or by the sole exertion of a whole life of spiritual labor, they all obtained the practical proof of such divine possibilities for man fighting his battle with life on earth to win a life in the eternity. What the last apoptia was is alluded to by Plato in Phaedrus, 64, being initiated in those mysteries, which it is lawful to call the most blessed of all mysteries, we were freed from the molestations of evils which otherwise await us in a future period of time. Likewise, in consequence of this divine initiation, we became spectators of entire, simple, immovable, and blessed visions, resident in a pure light. This sentence shows that they saw visions, gods, spirits. As Taylor correctly observes, from all such passages in the works of the initiates it may be inferred, that the most sublime part of Apoptia, consisted in beholding the gods themselves invested with a resplendent light, or highest planetary spirits. The statement of Proclus upon this subject is unequivocal, in all the initiations and mysteries, the gods exhibit many forms of themselves, and appear in a variety of shapes and sometimes, indeed, a formless light of themselves is held forth to the view, sometimes this light is according to a human form, and sometimes it proceeds into a different shape. Whatever is on earth is the resemblance and shadow of something that is in the sphere, while that resplendent thing, the prototype of the soul spirit, remaineth in unchangeable condition, it is well also with its shadow. But when the resplendent one removeth far from its shadow, life removeth from the latter to a distance. And yet, that very light is the shadow of something still more resplendent than itself. Thus speaks D. Satter, the Persian Book of Shed, thereby showing its identity of esoteric doctrines with those of the Greek philosophers. The second statement of Plato confirms our belief that the mysteries of the ancients were identical with the initiations, as practiced now among the Buddhists and the Hindu adepts. The highest visions, the most truthful, are produced, not through natural ecstatics or mediums, as it is sometimes erroneously asserted, but through a regular discipline of gradual initiations and development of psychical powers. The misty were brought into close union with those whom Proclus calls mystical natures, resplendent gods, because, as Plato says, we were ourselves pure and immaculate, being liberated from this surrounding vestment, which we denominate body, and to which we are now bound like an oyster to its shell. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 16 When you use the miracle authority which I am to the angelic host, and their miracle love to the earth, and ask it to be the law and physical action that controls conditions in which you move, it will be very much easier to handle many conditions in the physical world that heretofore have seemed to oppose you, when you wanted to go forward to your freedom. 
You must understand that except you use the authority of your mighty I am presence, and the authority of our octave, and the authority of the angelic host, and demand the descent of the sacred fire of our love, unless you use that, my dear ones, the power of that which has been the accumulated discord of the centuries is heavily charged with energy, and the sacred fire has to pass through that with the authority and command from your mighty I am presence and our octave. It is more than a cosmic release. It is your individual choice and use of the divine prerogative, which is yours, the divine authority with which you were endowed when you came forth from the great central sun. And you've got to use it in the physical world if you are to set aside the hypnotic control by destructive forces of the conditions in which you move. So, if you want to use the miracle authority of my command for that sacred fire and miracle love of the angelic host to surge into physical conditions, and the angels hold command where mankind has seemed to in the past, you will find much assistance coming to those who will give recognition and acceptance and love to the divine beings who are awaiting an opportunity to help. So feel yourselves tonight clothed in the love from our octave, whose victory is as certain over conditions in this physical world as you make the call. Just know when I move into action with my sword of blue flame to issue the command that certain destructive forces shall cease existence, then there comes the descent of the sacred fire and those legions who use the sword of blue flame. Those angels of that blue flame, as they pass through, consume in a flash what it has taken centuries of human creation to accumulate. And since certain localities and conditions in the outer world have been charged continuously with that discord, then if you will begin to use the miracle authority of my love to the earth, the miracle authority of my command to the angelic host, you will find the law of love, which my command to life is, manifesting as a flame, many times in one flash. And the resistance that has opposed you, you will find stand aside and be consumed. Beloved Archangel Michael We are ever ready to pour the love that sets you free if you will use the authority of your mighty I am presence, and the miracle authority of the angelic host to come into conditions of the physical world that must be held in God's service, if mankind is to be helped. Things in the outer world that are constructive must be held in God's service, if mankind are to be free. Therefore, when you call the miracle authority which I am, and the victory of the angelic host into those conditions, you will set aside that which has sought to oppose the constructive way of life and the attainment and fulfillment of the divine plan that gives greater blessing to all wherever you abide. So I shall, may I say, establish a guard by which the angelic host may come at any moment as you send your love and gratitude to them. And they will, wherever you allow them to come through, through your recognition, they will leave in your world a flame of love which is my authority of the angelic host to take its dominion in and around you, to assist you, to set you free, to protect you, and to help you serve the beloved Saint Germain in a very much more powerful, tangible, wonderful way. Just feel that while the archangels are very busy with cosmic conditions, cosmic assistance to the earth, the angelic host are ever-present, ever-ready, and all-powerfully able to release their love and hold its victory in and around you in the fulfillment of your call. When you learn to love them as I do, when you understand what their love can do for you, you will never forget them again, not for one day. You will never forget their presence with you. And if you don't forget them, they cannot forget you. May you feel the power of the love from their hearts, and know that when that clothes you in its sacred fire, that authority is in command, and will take you to victory without reservation. I want you to feel it tonight. I want you to feel the victory of the love of the angelic host and ask that it forever abide with you in that miracle authority which forever sets life free wherever you call it forth. May you feel it. May its flame become visible. May you be protected by its power. 
May you use it without limit until your cooperation with the angelic host will draw in and around you always all you will ever require, and give them a chance to act in the physical world to fulfill the great divine plan as we intend. May you feel their closeness with you after tonight, and ask their boundless legions to purify and guard your city, and once again, may the glorifying temple to the angels pour forth its music in praise and adoration and gratitude for their assistance to life. I commend you to the enjoyment of the association of new friends, that will be with you forever. Thank you. Beloved Archangel Michael, 